Every day we are given a new set of moments and we can do whatever we want with them. We always have the power to choose a better way of being, to move in the right direction, to live today better than yesterday. This is the possibility of today. Hey, welcome to the Possibility of Today podcast. How have you been? Oh my gosh, I have been managing the whirlwind of life's routines. <laughs> oh, you know, resolving challenge after challenge, taking steps forward. And I know I'm not the only one. So if you also have been managing through a lot, I think there's relief in sight. I really do. I'm not just saying that. Actually, to that point, it brings to mind a great quote. It's the most difficult roads that lead to the best destinations. And it's time for some best destinations. <laughs> anyway, for those of you who have listened before and are back again for more, thank you. Because honestly, I know time's precious and I'm glad you are sharing some of yours with me and tuning in. If this, though, is the first time you're listening to the podcast, The Possibility of Today, the two things that you can count on from this show is one, we're going to have some fun, some laughs. I always say that, you know, just because we're talking about serious things at times doesn't mean we can't laugh and have some fun and just not take things so seriously all the time. Don't you agree? Anyway, so that's one thing you can count on. And the second thing is that we are going to talk about, of course, the possibility today and specifically how you can take advantage of the day in front of you by living intentionally. I call this like taking advantage of your moments during the day. And for me, it means like I refuse to move through the day on autopilot or get caught up in my mind wandering or anything that kind of distracts me from just intentionally taking advantage of the moment in front of me. There literally are things that we can do during the day that allow us to take control of the day, live intentionally, feel great, you know, accomplish whatever it is we need to. And that's what we're talking about on the show today. And I also have this really interesting interview that I did with this amazing woman. Her name is May Rahani. And I really think you're going to find it useful and helpful because she shares so many great insights about her life and how she got to where she is and how she accomplished things. And and even how she settles on making good decisions. And if you haven't come across May Rahani, she's truly remarkable. And she's done all of these amazing things for women and education in over 40 countries. She essentially works with the communities, the local communities, and she designs these programs to help women get access to education. She's also served as the co-chair of the United Nations Girls Education Initiative. And what really just struck me about May is how she's just continually gone after her purpose and with such passion. And, you know, creating change in education a lot of times, especially in certain international countries, doesn't come easy. And May has literally had to push back against Afghan leaders and community male elders in Africa and Asia and the Middle East just so she could gain their support for these programs and improve all of the educational opportunities for girls. And she's also written a book recently 
that she's going to talk about. But of course, before we go there, I have to recommend what I think is the hottest song to download this week. It's Natalie LaRose, if you haven't heard of it. The name of the song is Somebody, and I'm going to play a little excerpt for you. And when we come back from the break, we'll get into the interview with May Rihani. Check it out. We just do our thing, no time to waste. Always play it cool. And at the end of the night when the lights go out, will we turn down? Oh, no, we won't. We ain't never turn down. We ain't never turn down. And when you try to make us leave, we turn and say we're never going home. And you know just what I want. It's a great song, isn't it? Natalie LaRose, somebody, if you want to download it, I totally recommend it. Anyway, back to May Rahani in this interview. And one of the things that we were talking about was purpose. And specifically, we were talking about, you know, finding your purpose, how she knew her purpose was in education, how she knew that was her passion. And honestly, one of the things that people used to say to me all the time that I don't think I paid enough attention to at the time was, you know, oh, your life is going to feel so much better once you get on your path and you're pursuing your purpose and you're doing work that excites and fulfills you. And I think the reason why I wasn't paying attention to it, quite honestly, is because I was like, well, of course, that's what I should be doing. But I knew, honestly, that, you know, that's what I was kind of missing, if you will. Like I was practicing law and I was like, you know, I got student loans. I have an expensive law school education to pay off. I have a lot of work that I need to handle right now. And so taking the time today to think about, you know, what my purpose is, I can't say it was actually at the top of my to-do list. And so I would just keep doing what I was doing, you know, day after day. And what I finally realized though is that These people who you see around you that have like this purpose and they're pursuing it, it's not that they don't have anything that you don't have if you don't know your purpose. It's just that somehow something has happened to you, to them. They've had some experience, they've come across something and that has caught their attention and they paid attention to it and they're like, oh, that's it. Or they have taken the time. And sometimes it really does take time, right, to ask themselves questions and just figure it out. And that's what I wasn't doing. I finally understood, though, that I could find my purpose and that it was an important piece of my puzzle, right? It's what I call kind of like your big why. And once you have an idea of what your purpose is, and I know... If you don't know, I was there and it can feel like, are you kidding? Like, what is my purpose in life? That's such a big question. But the reality is, is that, you know, you can do the right things starting today to start taking steps toward it. And the reason why it's so important to kind of find it is I kind of compare it to like taking a long road trip. And like before you get into the car and say you're going on like a vacation, you know exactly what your purpose is. Like you know where you're trying to go. And you also know the payoff, right? For 
putting in all the hours, for dealing with the traffic, for dealing with whatever else comes in your path while you're driving, the rain or whatever it could be. And you also know you're like, that's not going to stop you getting to where you want to be on this road trip. Like you're not going to stop until you get there. And so you're very clear on your singular purpose and it's motivating and you just know this is what you want to do. And that is the same thing that knowing what your purpose is in life does for you. And honestly, I didn't realize that until I started searching for mine and coming across it. And what else is really interesting, right, is that your purpose like evolves and changes as you get older and have more experiences. And so for so long, I was just thinking, oh my gosh, this is too big. I cannot try to figure out what my purpose is in life, thinking that I had to settle on one thing. 10 years ago, my purpose was, you know, I'd just gotten married. I had kids. I'm like, I want to provide a good family life for my child and, you know, make certain she has the support and the love and everything she needs. And that was my purpose. And now, you know, that I'm creating the possibility today, that purpose, of course, with my family and my children is the same, but it's also evolved and it's grown and it's gotten bigger. And now, you know, my purpose is talking about the possibility of today, just kind of always staying open to the search and the willingness to find your purpose and understand that it's going to grow is a really important thing to integrate into your life. And quite honestly, it's an easy thing to start doing today. And that's what I just loved about what May Rihani shared during our interview, because she gives her whole history and kind of how she started really taking steps forward and accomplishing so much as it pertains to girls' education initiatives. But then she also explains the story of like that experience she had when she realized, okay, you know what? There's something about this that feels right. And I think that's something that we all have and it's easy to overlook. And when she said that, I was like, yeah, that's it. There really are those experiences that if I had paid attention to a little earlier, I would have potentially found my purpose a little earlier. And then she also gives some really specific, helpful advice on things that you can do every day so that you can kind of narrow it and so it doesn't feel so big and like something that you're just kind of searching and searching and never going to find. So this is an excerpt from the interview with May Rahani. I'm originally from Lebanon. I was born in Lebanon, grew up there, studied there, studied at the American University of Beirut. And then after that, I uh, went to Paris to work and from Paris came to the United States. And um, I was uh, maybe lucky enough to work in international development, and in particular in international education. And as a result of that, I traveled to 71 countries, and I worked extensively in 41 countries. Can you explain to me specifically what you did when you were traveling and working in the different countries? Yes. Um, in particular, I worked with ministries of education and with the civil society of each country where I worked. Now, what is it exactly that I do? Um, I design uh, 
educational programs and with teams of experts in education, we implement those programs. And we implement the programs with partners, and the partners are local, meaning the Ministry of Education itself and either NGOs from that society, from that community, from that country, or different institutions. When did you realize that that was your passion and what you wanted to do? This was very early on, in 1979, very, very early on. I was still kind of brand new in the United States of America. Uh, I came here in 1977, so two years later. While working in Morocco uh, for the ministry, uh, the minister asked me if I would go with him up to the Atlas Mountains because on a specific day while I was there, they had a gathering for young women who were between the age maybe of 14 and 20, 21, 22, something like that. And he wanted to speak to them about possibilities for them. And I went with him, and there were like 2,000 women gathered in an open-air area. And, he, and while going up there, the minister said, do you mind after I speak that you speak to them as a woman, and you tell them about many of the programs that you're doing for, girls, for education in general. I was focused on education. And I said, sure. And he said, do you mind speaking to them in Arabic? Because you're an Arab woman. Originally, you're from Lebanon. I said, sure, I will. And to make a long story short, after he spoke, I spoke to them. And I talked about possibilities and the future and what they can do and the importance of education in general and so on and so forth. The minute we finished the speeches, these young women between 14 and 21 gathered around me in an unbelievable way and had so many questions. And one question kept repeating itself. Are you truly an Arab woman like us? And I said, yes. And they said, but you can't be. Look at you. You're working in the USA, and you have such an important position, and you travel all over the world. I said, wait a second, wait a second. Yes, it can be. But you know why I was able, able to reach the position I am in? They said, why? And I said, my education. They said, what do you mean your education? I gave them many details how I went up the ladder of education and how if we use our education, we can reach where we want to reach, we can reach high, and how education transforms us, and how education is a tool that opens many doors, and on and on and on and on. And it seems to me, as a result of that discussion, as if I saw some hope in the faces of those young women. And it dawned on me, girls' education, young women's education is so important. I think Morocco played a major role, that particular incident, on making me understand why education can become a tool, a powerful tool, in the hands of young women who, who are not sure that they have a future, and use that tool to gain a future. What would you say to someone who just feels like there's something more and they're meant to do something other than what they're doing and perhaps they've been doing it for 20 years? You know, what, what would you be your best piece of advice kind of based on your experience and just how it feels to do work that you know is in line with your purpose and what you're meant to do? 
number one, I would say it's never, never too late, never too late to find the type of work that you believe fits you best and makes a difference and is purposeful. It's never too late. Keep searching, but be proactive about it. Don't just think it will happen by itself. It doesn't. You have to remind yourself, you have to set an objective for yourself. You have to remind yourself that you have to be proactive, to search carefully, to search with a purpose, to search with a focus, not to search haphazardly all over the place about any type of a job, but to narrow it down to few jobs or few careers or few lines of work that you believe are what you want to do, where your passion is, where your passion will drive you. So that was what May Rahani had to share about purpose. And I thought it was so helpful what she was talking about in terms of one, you know, it never being too late to open that search up and to continually search for it because it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking, you know, it is too late and I've been doing this career for so long and am I really supposed to change up everything at this point in my life? I can't tell you the number of times that I have gotten that email from someone with that question, you know, do you think it's too late? And like May said, you know, it's never too late. And I thought what else she shared that was particularly helpful was it's okay if you don't know, but don't fall into the trap of thinking that it's going to just automatically come to you what your purpose is in life. Like it is something that you have to kind of be on the lookout for. This is what I totally realized because if I had not ever kind of opened my mind to searching, I genuinely don't think I would have just like stumbled into it. And once you kind of are on the lookout for it, it's interesting what starts catching your attention, what experiences you start noticing. And as May was sharing there, which I thought was so helpful, just about being thoughtful and narrowing your search and being active about it. And the next thing that I had an opportunity to ask May about was this notion of living life fully, because we hear that all the time, like, you know, I want to live a fulfilled life and be content and be happy. And again, it's something that can feel like your purpose, like it can feel so lofty and so big and kind of unreachable. But the reality is, is that it literally comes down to decisions and choices that you are making during the day. And for me, just being more aware of the decisions and how I was coming to them and reaching them allowed me to kind of refine the way I was going about things. And I think, quite honestly, start making better decisions that were in line with the way I wanted to live my life. And May Rihani just gave a lot of good insights about her experience with that and how she defines living her life fully and what that specifically means in terms of the decisions, you know, that she has to make. The other thing that I was hoping that you could talk to us about, what do you believe it means to live a life fully in every moment? <laughs> Very nice. Um, I like the term to live your life fully. Uh, um, many things, really, many things, but I'll start with few that are important. First, to use both your mind and your heart 
all the time. If we know how to use our mind and our heart all the time, if we know how to marry them, marry the mind and the heart, um, the heart is not more important than the mind, and the mind is not more important than the heart, at least for me. If you marry both, then you can do, you can live life fully. Meaning, if you are always analytic about things, analyze things, process things, uh, uh, think about them, why did it happen this way, how could it happen in a better way. But also, if you allow your heart to drive you, where is your passion? And let the passion be the driver in your life at the same time. It's not an either or. It's not I am purely analytic and objective and possibly a scientist or or I am nothing but passion and uh, no, it's both. It's both. And if you marry both, you live your life fully. It's almost like striking the perfect balance, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And it's not easy. I'm not saying that this is easy, but I'm saying if we recognize that that's one of the conditions to live our life fully and work towards that, then we can do it better. We might not ever do it at 100% the best way, but we might come close. We might come close to 95%. What has helped me is really just saying, okay, what is my intention in this moment? And how, what's my best decision to rise to what my intention is? So for example, when it was time for me to decide, do I really quit my job? I'm like, you know what? My intention is to live life fully and to do what I'm meant to do. Yeah. And so yeah. in this moment, even though I have fears and I have doubts and there's so much uncertainty about what's going to happen and how my career will unfold if I quit my job in this moment, the best and highest response is for me to quit my job. And my intention is pure. Like I'm following my passion. I'm following what feels right. And so then I have to trust the way it unfolds. Correct. Correct. As long as just to use one other term that might be helpful, as long as I have a vision for what I want and yeah. the path to that vision, to reach that vision might have few mistakes here and there, but we can correct them. We can correct the mistakes while we're going on that path, as long as it's clear to us where I'm heading, the vision. I thought that was really great advice from May and what she said specifically about setting in on your vision. May also shared some background and some information on the latest project she just completed her book, which is her memoir. Can you give us an idea of what inspired you to write this book and uh, you know, what the book's about? Cultures Without Borders, my latest book, is really my memoir. And I start the book with my childhood in Lebanon, and I describe how I grew up. And in that particular part, there is a lot about my mom and my dad. I talk about them and the role they played in my life. And then I talk about Lebanon and the golden years of Lebanon, the freedoms in Lebanon that we lived, because Lebanon, that small country in the Middle East, is a country of freedoms. And people don't know that because they lump all the Middle East together. And because in many, many, many countries in the Middle East, freedoms are oppressed. They think all the Middle Eastern countries are like that. No, Lebanon is not. Lebanon is an oasis of freedom and freedom of speech and freedom of gathering and freedom of publishing and so on. 
So I describe all of that. And then after I finish my university years, I go to Paris, work at UNESCO, and I talk about that. And then I come to the U.S. and I work more in international education and with a focus on girls' education. And the rest of the book is all about the importance and the transformative power of girls' education in Africa, in Asia, and in the Middle East. And if there was one takeaway message that you know you wanted to leave every one of your readers with, you know, what was your intention behind that book? What what would that it's, be? It's to tell everybody to make sure that everybody hears one message, hears many messages, but the most important in my mind is that no community, no country can advance without the equality of girls and boys, men and women. And until we give girls and boys equal access to education and to health services, and until we facilitate for them the completion of at least secondary for both boys and girls, countries cannot advance. Thank you so much to May Rahani for coming on the show and, of course, sharing so much wisdom and insight. It was really helpful. And you can find May Rahani's latest book, Cultures Without Borders, at her website. You can go by mayrahani.com, M-A-Y-R-I-H-A-N-I.com. And I'm also going to put the link for her website on the notes for the show. So please stop by and check that out. And just to sum up what we've been talking about today in terms of finding your purpose, I think what May Rahani was sharing earlier in the show about just continually being open to it and exploring it and knowing that it's something that could potentially evolve and change over time is really important. And again, it doesn't have to feel like anything that's too lofty or big. I remember when I first started opening my mind to continually exploring my own purpose, I would just take about 15 to 30 minutes every morning and think about you know, what was important to me, what felt right, and then I would just sit there and brainstorm and write things down. And it's just amazing how kind of providing that space for yourself every day really allows you to kind of tap into your intuition and just open up thoughts and honestly just creativity that you may not ordinarily connect with on just a regular day-to-day basis. So today I'm totally recommending that you give yourself, you know, 15 minutes of time to do that. You know, whether you feel you've settled on your purpose or whether or not you're looking for it, just understanding that this is like an opportunity to continually explore and let your purpose evolve and expand. So that's the possibility of today, and it's also the show for the week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day. Have a great week. And of course, live today better than yesterday. And I'm going to leave you with the song we started with. If you haven't had a chance to download it, do it today. Natalie LaRose, somebody. It's hot. I'm telling you, it's hot. Have a great day, guys. Just what I wanna do.
To learn more about making a change in your life, visit possibilityoftoday.com. Don't forget to like Sybil's Facebook page by clicking the Facebook icon on her Web Talk Radio profile page. You can also follow her on Twitter using the handle at Sybil Chavis. Thanks for listening this week, and remember to be entertained, be inspired, be informed. We'll be right back. 